0: I'm just delighted to be here. I, I heard about this guy and his wife. Now, down around Prattville and all, we call this kind of standing around on the porch till you let me in. Uh-huh. <laughs> but uh, this old boy and his wife uh, celebrating their anniversary. He said, where would you like to go for your anniversary? She said, some place I haven't been in a long time. He said, "How about the kitchen?" <laughs> <laughs> he said, the, "He said the last fight they had was his fault." She said, "What's on? Te- what's that on the TV?" He said, "Dust." <laughs> but I heard about this lady, the woman's prayer. Do y'all know that? You want to hear it? Y'all want to know it? You ladies, you might need this. This lady was praying. She said, "Lord." I want you to give me patience to be able to forgive a man, to be able to love him regardless of his moods. Because, Lord, if I pray for strength, I'll just beat him to death. <laughs> oh. Well... If you turn to John chapter 12, verses 17 through 19, and we'll try to be out of here on time, whatever time that is. I'm not a singer, I'm not even a singer, (laughs) but I do like to read songs every once in a while, and so I, I read one. Mine eyes have seen the glory of the coming of the Lord. He is trampling out the vintage where the grapes of wrath are stored. He hath loosed the fateful lightning of his terrible swift sword. His truth is marching on. He has sounded forth the trumpet that shall never sound retreat. He is sifting out the hearts of men before his judgment seat. Oh, be swift, my soul, to answer him. Be jubilant, my feet. Our God is marching on. In the beauty of the lilies, Christ was born across the sea, with the glory in his bosom that transfigures you and me. As he died to make men holy, let us live to make men free, while God is marching on. In verse 7, excuse me, verse. 17 He says, The people, therefore, that was with him when he called Lazarus out of the grave and raised him from the dead, bear record. For this cause the people also met him, for they had heard that he had done this miracle. The Pharisees, therefore, said among themselves, Perceive ye how ye prevail nothing, behold. The world is gone after him. The people, therefore, that was with him when he called Lazarus out of the grave and raised him from the dead, bear record. For this cause the people also met him, for that they heard that he had done this miracle. The Pharisees, therefore, said among themselves, Perceive ye how ye prevail nothing. Behold, the world is gone out after him. Now, there may be someone here today that needs to get saved. You've never received Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, and you came to church. The night I went to church, the night I was saved, I went to church for the very purpose of being saved. It was on a Thursday night in March, and I I went for that very reason. I had made up my mind if there was a God in heaven, I was going to give my life to Jesus. And I sat there waiting for that invitation, you know, going on. And it went on after a while. And I sat through five verses of, Lord, I'm coming home before I move. And when I made that step out of the pew, out into the aisle. I took the last step on the old road and the first step on the new. I met Jesus that night and He's been in my life ever since. He'll never leave me. Never leave. And He's changed me from the inside out. He went to work on me. He didn't leave me like He found me. (laughs) He did a work. And you young men, God is going to do a work in your life if you allow Him to. You young ladies in your life, you old guys. God is wanting to do a work in your life. If He was through with us, He'd get us out of here. You know. He'd, he'd take us all home. I'm kind of anxious to get home turn in a good report anyway. How about you? Yeah. I want to be like that old preacher up in Tennessee that fought the devil all his life. He said, Lord... I want you to give me the backbone of a saw log. I want you to put a dose of that uh, spirit up in my soul, like up in the gable end of a house. Just fill me up. I want to fight the devil. I want to fight him as long as I've got fish. I want to bite him as long as I've got teeth. And when my teeth are all gone, Lord, help me to gum him to death. We ought to be like that. Every Christian ought to be that way. Lord, You've done a work in my life. You've done something. And I want this world to know it. It's exciting about what God does. It's exciting. And here, the people heard that Jesus was coming to town and and they had gone out to meet Him. and, And here, the Pharisees said, I want you to look and see... We, we have prevailed nothing. Look, the world has gone out after Him. The Pharisees had taken on the job uh, and responsibility of stopping Jesus. And Jesus, here's Jesus coming to town. He had raised Lazarus from the dead. If somebody was coming into Piedmont that had raised somebody from the dead, you'd probably go see Him. Some of you would. Some of you would just so you could say, I don't believe that. But we'd go, we'd go out. But you know what? We're worse than that. Do they still have that little thing on Tuesday after Thanksgiving here at Piedmont? They used to have one every year Tuesday after Thanksgiving. The parade. Y'all remember that? I can remember it. I'm older than most of you. Y'all don't have one anymore, right? No more Christmas parade? Do you have one? Well, I know we'd get out here and we'd be standing out there, you know, and here comes a little band, boom, de, boom, 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 and the little cheerleaders just cheering around and all of this and waving their batons and everybody looking, looking. And it, can be, it could be raining. It could be cold. They'd be standing there and having a child on their shoulders standing, waiting, 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 and all that weather. Finally, here it comes. And they'd look, see, and somebody holler, here it comes! Here he comes, I see him, I see him, look, look, look. Santa Claus. Pagan thing. We'd stand in all kind of weather. You let it come rain and so and Baptists will get they think they're gonna melt. They're gonna stay out of the rain. So they, you know, a lot of Baptists like that. Old preacher moved into town, he went down to the barber shop, that guy was a member of his church, he's getting his hair cut, and he said, I understand you're a member of church. He said, yes, I am. He said, well, I haven't seen you in a long time. He said, well, you know how it is, preacher. It's rained, and it's rained, and it's rained. Well, pastor said, well, it's always dry at church. He said, yeah, that's another reason I haven't been. <laughs> we make it so that people don't want to come back. I'm not going to get out of my comfort zone. You think I'm going to shake hands with somebody I don't know? He's got my seat. <laughs> I used to like to go visit churches. We'd be traveling and see somebody's got things piled there, and we'd go in and sit down. My family then would fill up a whole pew just about. And we'd just sit down there. They'd, they'd come in out of Sunday school and go, beep, 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 and what they're saying, he's got my seat. They got my seat. That's the way he would feel about it. He got my parking place. I don't think I'll ever come back. The whole program of the devil is to stop Jesus. And he's out there. The crowd's waiting to see Jesus. One that raised Lazarus from the dead. And so the noise and the shouts as Jesus rides in, I mean, they are carrying on. They're excited about what Jesus is do it, has done and they're excited about it they're hollering louder than you hollered whenever Piedmont won the championship last year I was there I know what y'all did I was over there <laughs> and the Pharisees started saying shh, shh not so loud don't say anything don't we you know, you know we're like silent church we can sneak in sneak out don't disturb the rats and Jesus said hey this is the best of the alternatives you have. For if they don't cry out, the rocks will rise up and praise me. What are you going to do then? You see, Jesus is marching on. <clears throat> As they tried to quiet him down. You see, Jesus was saying that this is all that you have. And that day, if you keep silent, the rocks would cry out. And so they were excited. You remember when we used to go to movies, did any of y'all ever go to the movies? Saturday matinee. Yeah, I figured the choir, I knew these guys were old enough back here to remember. Yeah. See Roy. Huh? You remember? And oh, Roy, and I don't know to this day how Roy did it. Roy would be there, and all at once he'd get a message. And here's Dale over the Hilltop over there somewhere in a buckboard running away. And Roy would get that message. It was before cell phones. And, and he'd run out and he'd hip, hip jump oh, trigger and right up in the saddle, he'd go and out he, off he would go and just as hard as he could go. And finally he'd come over the hill, and here's Dale headed for a cliff down there. And here comes Roy, and just and every kid in the uh, theater would stand up and start hollering, "Yay, here comes Roy, Here comes Roy." I wonder when are we going to stand up and say, Hoorah, hoorah, here comes Jesus. But we want to keep silent. Mm. So the news is out, you know. All over town. The Pharisees says, We've accomplished nothing. And so this news comes from the enemy camp. We have prevailed nothing. You remember not so many years ago, the professor from Emory University tried to say that Jesus is dead. Made me want to ask some questions. To what funeral home was he taken? And who was so well acquainted with him that they could identify the body? And how come I wasn't notified? I'm a member of the family. And that died out. Praise the Lord. But now we're stuck on evolution. Now, you young guys, y'all are y'all bright. And, and y'all know you didn't come from the goo, right? Huh? Now, sometimes you wonder. People say, I, I wiggled out the goo and became you and graduated to the zoo. Oh, But we know better than that. The Bible says God created the heavens and the earth. God breathed into man the breath of life. God did it. We were created by God and Him alone. And then, about the time all that was put to death, we come along with all other kinds of things. You don't need God. The Bible says, and then somebody says, there is no God. The Bible says, in, Roman, in the Romans, in the Psalms, the fool has said in his heart, there is no God. Oh, Eddie Bates, the guy that was pastor in Ohio when I was up there, he 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 went down to get one get to witness to a guy, and the guy said, I don't believe in that. And he said, your name's in the Bible. Oh, he said, it's not? He said, yeah, right over here in Psalms. Fool, your name is fool. He says, the fool has said in, the heart, in his heart, there is no God. He said, your name is fool. Well... What it says, what the scripture says in in there. And so the devil has taken on the job of stopping Jesus. Even before his birth, the devil tried to stop Jesus. You remember? He came to Joseph in in a dream and tried to get him to put uh, Mary away privately. And God came to Joseph, sent an angel. That again was before cell phone. And he sent an angel to tell Joseph, excuse me. What was going on. So then after his birth, Herod tried to kill him. And God sent an angel again for him to take Jesus into another land and, and stay there until this time was passed when uh, uh, they were out to kill all the little babies two years and younger. And then in the wilderness, Jesus had a three-round battle with the devil, and he won all three rounds in Matthew chapter 4. Over and over, Jesus faced confrontation with the devil. But Jesus of Nazareth marches on. They tried to get him on theology and you know, on breaking the Sabbath. They tried to get him on tax evasion. He just sent old Peter out and said, "Peter, go catch a fish. And when you catch that fish, open his mouth and get that coin. Go pay our taxes." He just, you know, God do what He wants to do. You see, Jesus is Lord of lords and He's also King of kings. The whole program of the devil is to stop Jesus. He doesn't want anyone to go forward for the Lord Jesus Christ. He doesn't want this church to go forward. He doesn't want these young men, young ladies to go forward for him. He would love to, to stop you and destroy you right now before you even get started. He would like to ruin your life and just take over and just you'd, you'd get all about the Lord. But God has great things for you. God has some great things for you young people. Thy eye has not seen uh, or the ear heard, nor has it entered into the heart of any man what God has prepared for those that love Him. And you can take that several ways, but one way you can take it, you don't even know what He's got prepared for you in the future. But you can know one thing, if you follow Him, it'll be good. It'll be good. He may lead you somewhere you never dreamed of. He took us to Ohio. I knew absolutely nobody but my wife and child, child when I went up there. That's who I took with me. Well, we had one little dog. I'm not sure she knew me much. But, you know, some guy gave her to her just before we left. We named her Dixie because we was going north. (laughs) Oh. I got up there, and you know those people talk funny. (laughs) I said, now listen. You call me on the phone. Talk slow. 'Cause I listen slow, and if you write me a letter, write slow, because I read slow. <laughs> and we spent almost 20 years up there, and you see it. And changed my <laughs> accent much has. <laughs> no, somebody says you gotta have, you gotta be able to think to do. The whole program of the devil is to stop you, stop this church. He doesn't want you to. He doesn't want wives to live the life at home. He doesn't want children to live the life at home. He doesn't want husbands to live the Christian life at home. He wants to destroy you. He'll keep you in a fuss and a fight. And whenever you start obeying God and walking with God, it's going to be amazing what God does with your family. Yeah. Anybody here ever prayed, Lord, help my temper? Have you? Come on, don't. I'm not going to chastise you. You hadn't? Well, you better. Because <laughs> we got him. Lord, help me. And when you do, God will send you through some things to help you learn to control it. But anyway. But he wants to stop every invitation. He wants to stop every visitation program. He'll he'll get you to just stay away from this and that. He'll get you to stop witnessing to people out on the street or anywhere else. He'll have you believing that you uh, can't go out. And they tell us some of, even in some of our Southern Baptist stuff, they tell us that uh, you can't go out knocking on doors like you used to. I remember when they started doing that, and I said, "Well, that said you know Full, Fuller Brush Company, they quit that." I said, "Well, we're not selling brushes." And my my. CEO has never withdrawn the command to go. He says go. But now you know how we like to do evangelism? We like to walk over and say that was the door to the outside. We like to go over and push the door open holler, Hey, y'all, come on in. And that's about it. They ain't coming. Jesus said go out in the highways and hedges, compel them to come in. They weren't easy to come in the old days either, back in Jesus' time. Go out and compel them. How long has it been out since you went out and invited somebody to come to church and tell them about Jesus and tell them how much he loves them? And that you you know, if you go to church with us, you can come home and eat lunch with me today. I'll have lunch for us. And while you're there, you talk to them. There's a friend of mine sitting back there in the back. We used to eat lunch together pretty often back when we were young Christians. Right, Frank? We'd go home with Frank, Frank them, go home with us from church we'd, and we'd pool our resources, you know. We had about the same thing each week: roast beef and green beans and taters. <laughs> and, and it was fun. It's fun. Now people can't wait to get home, get out on the lake or go somewhere else. but enjoying Jesus, and we'd talk about Jesus. How long has it been since you had somebody and you sat down at the table and talked to them about Jesus? And told them how much Jesus means to you. How long? We talk about so much, it's easy. We've read Dr. Sound and Brass and Mr. Tinkling Symbol's books so much till we become just like the folk at Duck Baptist Church. Y'all know the folk at Duck Baptist. Oh old, old Pastor Duck preached one Sunday morning. Which one are you? Micah. He I'm trying to get these birds apart. Old Pastor Duck, he got up there and he said, he preached to the congregation. He said, you're ducks and you can fly. 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 And, you can fly. and the people came out and they shook Pastor Duck's hand and said, oh, Pastor Duck, that was a great message. You told us we are ducks. We got wings, and we can fly. Pastor Duck, that was a wonderful message. You told us we are ducks. We have wings, and we can fly. And they all walked home. <laughs> the scripture tells us that we can do ex- that. Our God can do exceeding abundantly above. All that you or I together can think. Even think. Ask or think. That's collectively together. Our God, after we here have exhausted it all, He can still do exceedingly abundant above all that we can ask or think. The whole program of the devil is to stop Jesus. To stop Jesus. He's not... uh, Well, let's get back to him, too. Finally, they said, it's time to stop Jesus. So, we must kill him. We've got to get him killed. So, they had him arrested, you know. They uh, tried him in a mock trial. And they beat him beyond recognition. They had a mock trial. And then they took him out and led him out to be crucified. And they killed him. This is Friday. They buried him. They put a seal and a guard at his tomb. And the news went out. Jesus is dead. The King of the Jews is dead. The so-called Son of God, they said, is dead. The disciples were cowering away, hid somewhere. Jesus is they had forgotten all that Jesus had taught him. Everyone was saying he's dead. And all the Pharisees and others, they were having their parties. Because Jesus is dead. But oh, Sunday morning, while they were sleeping in, while the dew was yet on the roses, when the rooster had just begun to crow, the old earth began to quake, and the old stone rolled, and it rolled over against the tree and said to the tree, He's alive. And the tree said to the bird, sitting in it he's alive the bird floated up he flew past the cloud and his wing brushed the cloud and he said he's alive the cloud floated up to the portals of the gate of glory and said to the keeper at the gates of glory he's alive and the keeper of the gates of glory turned around and said he's alive the rose of Sharon the gem from the glory land the fairest among ten thousand the only begotten son of God got up this morning he is alive he's alive forevermore he's talking about Jesus he's alive he's alive and I you know I can face tomorrow because Jesus is alive I can face whatever comes my way why because Jesus is alive you know where Jesus lives he lives in me does he live in you does he live in you well I just want to tell you a little bit about him Jesus of Nazareth marches on. Jesus is king of kings and he's lord of lords. He's my king. Do you know him? Do you know him? This is yes and this is no. Do you know him? Do you know him? Jesus is alive. He's my king. I wish I could describe him to you this morning. but Since I don't have time to give you all all of it, I'll just kind of give you some of the headlines. Jesus is my king. My king is the only one qualified to be king. My king was born king. All these other kings had to wait until the reigning monarch died or their father died, whoever it was, before they could be king. But my God, my king was born king. In fact, the Bible says he's a seven-way king. He's the king of the Jews. That's a racial king. He's the king of Israel. That's a national king. He's the king of righteousness. He's the king of the ages. He's the king of heaven. He's the king of glory. He's king of kings, and he's Lord of lords. Do you know him? Do you know him? This is yes, you know. <laughs> you see, in my king, <clears throat> sin is transformed by grace. Hate is surrounded by love. Pride is fallen before meekness. Death is swallowed up in life. Death has no sting. The grave has no victory. Earth has... No sorrow that heaven cannot heal. Redemption has reached its widest point. Salvation is full and free. Burdens do become blessings. Crosses are exchanged for crowns. Tragedies lead to triumph. Suffering and sorrow can bring strength. Duty and discipline walk hand in hand. I'm talking about Jesus. Do you know Him? Do you know Him this morning? This is yes. Do you know Him? That's my King. He, (coughs) He supplies strength for the weak, He's available for the tempted and tried. He sympathizes and He saves. He strengthens and He sustains. He guards and He guides. He heals the sick. He cleans the leper. He forgives sinners like me. I was sinking deep in sin, far from the peaceful shore, very deeply, stained within, sinking to rise no more. But the Master of the sea heard my despairing cry and from the waters He lifted me. Now saved am I. Do you know Him? This is yes. Do you know Him? He, he, he delivers the captive. He defends the feeble. He blesses the young. He regards the age. He rewards the diligent. He beautifies the meek. Do you know Him? Do you know Him? He's the, he's the key to knowledge He's the wellspring of wisdom, he's the doorway of deliverance, he's the pathway of peace, he's the roadway of righteousness, he's a highway of he's a gateway of glory, he's a highway of holiness. Do you know him? I'm talking about Jesus. His office is manifold, his promise is sure, his life is matchless, his goodness is limitless, his mercy is everlasting, his love never changes. His word is enough. His Grace is sufficient. His reign is righteous. His yoke is easy. And I declare unto you this morning, His burdens are light. Oh, I wish I could describe Him to you. But He's indescribable. He's invincible. He's irresistible. You know, That's my King. The heavens of heaven cannot contain Him, let alone a man like me explain Him. But you can't get Him out of your mind. You can't get Him off your hands. You can't outlive Him and you can't live without Him. I'm talking about Jesus. Do you know Him? Do you know Him? Do you know Him? The Pharisees couldn't stand Him, but they found out they couldn't stop Him. Pilate couldn't find any fault in Him. The witnesses couldn't get their testimony degree. Herod couldn't kill Him. Death couldn't handle Him. And thank God today, the grave couldn't hold Him. That's my King. He always has been King. And he always will be king. There was nobody before him. There will be nobody after him. He had no predecessor and he'll have no successor. You can't impeach him and he's not going to resign. I'm talking about Jesus. That's my king. He's king of kings and he's Lord of lords. He's all... He's, oh, I, I, I really love to follow him. I just say, March on, King Jesus. March on, King Jesus. Old black preacher was, uh, had to preach... The, annual sermon every year at the National Convention. And he'd get up and he'd say, my text is, the Lord God is a mighty man of war. My subject is, you can't whoop him. You can't whoop him. And if you're going to whip him, what are you going to use? You try to destroy him with water, he'll walk on the water. You try to destroy him with fire, he'll refuse to burn. You try to destroy him with the with wind, He'll cause the tempest to lay down at his feet and to lick his hand. You try to destroy him with a, uh, putting him in a grave, he'll arise. You try to destroy him with a seal of an empire, he'll break it. You try to destroy him by rejecting him, soon you'll hear a still, small voice saying, Behold, I stand at your door and knock. And if any man hear my voice and open up that door, I'll come in and sup with him and he with me. I'm talking about Jesus. Do you know him? Do you know him? No wonder David said, the Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want. I shall not want, he said. A little girl was asked to quote that scripture one time at 23rd and she said, the Lord is my shepherd and that's all I need. That's all I need. They said she made a mistake. She's right. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. I shall not want for rest because he leads me uh, it makes me to lie down in green pastures. I shall not want for refreshment because he leads me beside still waters. I shall not want for strength in my soul because he alone restores me. I shall not want for uh, comfort, companionship because yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death thou art with me, I'll never want for comfort because thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. I'll never want for anything in this life because he prepares a table before me even in the presence of my enemies. I shall not want for joy because my, he anoints my head with oil. My cup surely runs over and I'll not want for goodness and mercy because every time when I'm going down the road no matter where I'm going and I look around goodness and mercy going to follow me all the days of my life. What have we got a wolf? And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. What have we got a wolf for if the Lord is our shepherd? He changes us. He changes us. Oh, for has thou not known, Has thou not heard, the everlasting God, the Lord, the Creator, the ends of the earth, faineth not, neither is He weary. There is no searching of his understanding. He giveth power to the faint and to them that hath no might. He increased their strength. Even the youth shall grow weary and the young men shall utterly fall. But listen, they that wait upon the Lord, they shall mount up with wings as eagles. That means you can fly. They shall run and not grow weary. They shall walk and not faint. He gives us power for all three years, no matter where you are, God will strengthen, no matter. Do you know him? Do you know him? Will you share him? When? When? A city out here, I'll guarantee you, not half of Piedmont is churched. Everywhere I've ever done the demographics. There's about 60 to 70 something percent, 67 percent up that is unchurched, that never go to church. 67. That's over half of the people. All we got to do is live like we love him. You know, love him. He'll talk through us. Yeah. I was talking to a lady. I go to a workout center. I know I don't look like it, but I do. <laughs> I know y'all wondering how do you get such a physique. <laughs> I was talking to a lady over there the other day. Moved here from Louisiana. I said, "Where you go to church, Oh, We don't go to church. I said, "Did you go to church at Did you go to church before you moved?" No, no. I said, "Don't people from Louisiana go to church?" Yeah. Well, I said, "There's a lot of good churches here in Pratt." We need to share. We need to talk. Make friends. Reach out. If You're here this morning, and you've never received Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. You've never asked him to come into your life and be your Lord. Why don't you do it today? Why don't you come and say, Lord, save me a sinner. Oh, God, I don't want to go to hell. I want you. I want to know when I leave this world, I'll leave headed for heaven. Don't feel sorry for me if I fall dead before I get to the back door back there. You just go to jumping and shouting, saying, oh, boys in glory now. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of anxious to get up there and run the streets of glory and look around at those people that look like all the red's been looked out, licked off their candy and say, hey, I told you so. I told you, it's going to be good.